the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Money invested in more. What's on your financial mind? Don't be shy. This is a show dedicated to getting you to retirement. On occasion, we do the stock pick ideas, uh, diversifying portfolios, insurance investments, uh, cost of kids, you know, uh, ways to save money. One of the dumber ones that I have is take care of your teeth. Teeth are expensive and they're expensive to replace. Um, anytime you get any work done on them, it's a floss every day, maybe twice a day if you can. And again, I'm kind of like your financial uncle. I can say these things to you. But if your spouse tells you to brush your teeth or floss your teeth twice a day, uh, you know what to say. It's not a nice word. I'm not allowed to say it on the radio. Or it's not two words put together that you're allowed to say on the radio. So Wall Street is extending yesterday's rally because we now expect the Fed to cut rates. It's almost ironic that President Trump, who a lot of people don't think has intelligence. He went out of his way to tell the Federal Reserve, you need to cut interest rates. And the Federal Reserve's like, nope, we're not doing it. We're not going to listen to you. We're, we're, we, we have our own mission. It's not to listen to the president. And then two to three months later, they're like, we're probably going to cut interest rates. <laughs> I'm not saying that there's a direct connection, but I... Oh, Wall Street loves it. One of the reasons I'm a, an investor and one of the reasons I believe in capitalism and one of the reasons I think out of everything you can put your money into... One of the best returns you're going to get is the stock market, and one of the safest returns you're going to get is the stock market. And I use the word safe uh, a little too loosely. Nothing is quote-unquote safe. Nothing is guaranteed. But with low interest rates, stocks will outperform, and we're in a period of low interest rates. Now, today we got a little bit of challenging economic data, which, again, gives that Federal Reserve the wiggle room to say, okay, inflation's not high. We're supposed to fight high inflation. And employment may not be growing as, like it used to. Their mandate in theory is to have full employment. And uh, full employment and what else? Oh, I'll think of it in a minute. Oh, low inflation. So the ADP employment change report showed a sharp deceleration in private sector payrolls for May. So we're hiring at a slower rate than norm. It's a flag. Uh, it's not the end, but it is a flag. There's notice, noticeable decline in the two-year yield, signaling expectations for the Fed to cut rates amid slowing growth. So the bond market's kind of doing the job for the Fed. Remember last week when the 10-year Treasury started to collapse? I was like, ooh. I mean, people emailed me and said, should I refinance my mortgage now? And I'm like, this is a good, pretty good time right now. If, if you got a mortgage at 4.5%, you're probably back down to under 4%. So the bond market told us last week that there was going to be some bad numbers. The bond market was seeing some flight to safety. And I throw that out there because I'm not terribly smart. I just know some smart indicators, I feel. And again, if they were always true, boy, I'd have billions and billions of dollars. And I don't, but I think you see where I'm going at with that, right? So there's a noticeable decline in that t two-year treasury, and that's part of what's called the inverted, y inverted yield curve. I don't want to get onto that in radio because 
I don't think it's good media. And uh, but it is typically an indicator that a recession's coming. So will we hit it? I don't think so. Uh, but it's certainly a possibility out there. And I don't mind recessions. So we're going to have another one at some point in time. I can guarantee you that. Uh, it used to happen every four to eight years tied towards like presidential cycles. And now not so much. Uh, we have a Federal Reserve that's smarter than ever. And we have world banks that are doing uh, lower interest rates to try to improve growth. And you have governments who are printing currencies to stay in power. Stock market latched on to some hopeful thoughts yesterday. You know, there's a song, gotta have high, high hopes. High hopes. The market has high hopes. We've got hopeful thoughts. And never looked back. So, yes, a huge gains. Huge. All major indices jumped 2%, which pushed the S&P 500 back to its 200-day moving average, which, yeah, yeah, there it is. It's a catchy song. My little boy Z loves this song. And it's got a hopeful message. He says that he always knew he was going to be great and have a hit song. I don't know if greatness is defined by hit songs, but the markets had high hopes yesterday. We kind of hit the manifest destiny. We lived up to it. Now we're back into that 200-day moving average thing where, technically speaking, we're going to see where the market's going. And the market's going to tell us in six months from now where the job market's going to be or where inflation's going to be or where earnings are going to be. Stock market's not as smart as the bond market. Bond market told us last week. But that 200-day moving average is, is, is Wall Street's, the stock market's way of showing us things. So the employment report that came out today, it's the ADP employment change, the big number's going to come out Friday. This is a precursor to it, and it's got some, they don't use the same data. So ADP is not always right. ADP is a company that has payrolls. And they release this report every Wednesday. So there's ointment of growth, i.e. the jobs numbers weren't great. And that gives us ointment to give the Fed like room to massage the market with lower interest rates. 27,000 27, jobs were added to private sector payrolls in May, well below the expectations of 170,000. So expected 170 got 27. And then you get the prior months downwardly revised from 275,000 to 271,000. Doesn't sound a lot, but it's still something we're noticing. Jobs in good producing sector decreased by 43,000, while jobs in service providing sector increased by 71,000. So the services, uh, think waiters and waitresses, think people who tax preparers. But if you're in the business of making things, your boss said, we don't need you this week. So this is going to give the thought that Growth is slowing in the second quarter of the United States. The notion the Fed is sounding more like its next move will be lower to lower interest rates. Got the stock market all fired up yesterday. Um, other latch keys included the hope that new tariffs on imported goods from Mexico could be forestalled. And that, possibly the U.S. and China, could start talking again to work out a mutual agreement on a trade deal. Again, the old high, high hopes, huh? Campbell Soup had a good quarter. Salesforce had a great quarter. That's a company I always, it's like Amazon. You always want to buy it. You don't know if you want to buy it right now because it feels like it's too high. So the way you do it is you buy a little bit now and a little bit later. And you should be taken care of over time by blending your approach. Yeah, let's have high hopes today. That'll be the thought of the day. Last week was too gloomy. I got myself depressed. So got to eat, got to eat my uh, antidepressants. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, and more. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. And streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. I'm Robert Black. My friends know me as Robert. Media people 
know me as Rob. It's kind of interesting. I always still sign my emails, Robert. Um, identity is a weird thing, right? I don't know if you're with me or against me on that one, but all say it is all good. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about. Money investing in more. Global stocks rally. That's a good feeling. As the Fed comments that they're going to come to the rescue. In the last 18 months, the Federal Reserve of the United States raised interest rates so that they could be in the position of lowering interest rates. Um, I, it's good. I don't, I, I don't want to beat this, you know, if you know what I'm saying. I, I kind of want to be done with it at some point in time. The U.S. economy nears 10 years of the recovery, uh, but is the party starting to get over? Hmm. If we were to change gears ever so slightly, and to say, to be fair, markets did open stronger, have, but have gotten weaker in their first hour of trading. That's something I want to throw out there. Uber got a ton of upgrades yesterday, and stock barely moved. Um, wait 90 days for the insiders to start to sell. I've got a couple friends who work there in management, and they're doing a lot of home improvements and second homes and big vacations. And to pay for all that stuff, they're going to start selling shares as soon as they legally are allowed to. Just saying, you got some sellers coming. Now, one of the technologies that we like to talk about on this show is 5G. It's the next step. And I, 3G was important. Uh, and if you go back and just look at your life and remember what life was like with a 1200 baud modem or 2400 baud modem and waiting and waiting and waiting, the very first song I ever downloaded, I did it illegally. And I did it to a tape drive. Shows you how old I am, right? It was a Commodore 64 computer. I don't know if it deserved that. It wasn't that shocking. Um, oh, the illegal part. Okay, I guess it was. But it was Twisted Sisters. We're not going to take it. It took over four hours to download one song. And then the quality wasn't good. And if anyone picked up the phone in my house, it hung up. And you had to start all over again. I know you're saying, picked up the phone. Yes, millennials, pay attention. There used to be phones that were mounted to walls. And if you were lucky, you'd get a really long extension cord for it, and you could take the phone into your room. Yeah, a little twisted sister in D. Snyder. He tells a great story about how, at one point in time, he's doing a concert, and a guy in the crowd's just giving him just heck. Just, you're, you're, you suck, you're ugly. And, uh... He stops music, and he's like, "I'm gonna, let's fight. And in his mind, Dee Snyder thinks, I'm going to jump into the crowd, and all my minions, all my fans are going to support me. He said when he jumped, the, it, it cleared like uh, Moses with the, the, the river. There was just a parting of the seas of people, and he fell smacked hard on the ground of the concert venue. And the guy proceeded to beat the tar out of him. New Yorkers are tough guys. I think Dee Snyder is a, like a Bronx New Yorker. He's the guy who dressed up as kind of like a woman for his music and uh, Twisted Sister. Anyway, I digress. 5G going to be super important so we can get songs like this super fast. Proponents of 5G say the technology will completely change the way we engage in the internet. It should be fast enough to help you with your car driving itself. I know. You're, you're like, okay. we got to have a good dedicated connection on that. Proponents of 5G say the technology will completely change the way we use the internet. It'll change how we stream high-definition video, how we deploy driverless cars, how we power sophisticated virtual reality programming. Skeptics say the impact of 5G will be nothing more than a blip on the tech radar. And some are even calling it a gimmick. Uh, it took 4G, four to five years to reach a critical point. Thus, 5G, maybe we are able to implement it a little bit faster, but it's all about the infrastructure getting built out. 
There's a laptop coming from Lenovo and Qualcomm. Lenovo is, uh, think of it as IBM's ThinkPad for the day. And then Qualcomm is a communication chip company. So you're seeing like, okay, I get it. Wireless carriers like Sprint, Verizon, AT&T have already launched 5G services across the country, despite claims the technology is still not there. So it'll be kind of like 4G plus or 5G light for a while. And uh, lots going on with that. So we pay attention to that stuff, and uh, I'm good with that. Let's see. Alibaba is in the news, and they are the Amazon of China. China's got more people than the United States. And Alibaba, in a lot of ways, I'm not going to say copied Amazon, but it seems like their business plan has been almost a direct copy of what Amazon's already done to date. Baidu, Alibaba, Tencent are considered the Fang stocks, the Facebooks, the Netflixes, the Googles of China. The businesses all revolve around the internet. The online products that the three companies offer are woven in most people's everyday life. So you could take a look at Alibaba if you want to eventually play the end of the trade war with the United States. Um, they were up 12.5% yesterday showing you that like people are very optimistic that um, even though there's some investor concern that the slowdown in China's economic growth and the escalating trade war with the United States will lead to less consumer spending, there's still opportunity. Baidu have performed the worst of the three, losing 29% this year. I like it when stocks are down. My favorite stocks are down. I'm not, ba- I'm not bad with that. Like Yesterday I saw, who was it? Oh, it was GoPro. They're up 44% for the year. And I got a question about it, and I'm like, no. Look at what they did last year. But this year. But no. Look what they did last year. Management's been spending heavily to these three companies to try to develop new sources of revenue. Let's so take a look at them. If you want the weakest player, it's Baidu. If you want the strongest player, it's Alibaba. And Tencent is somewhere in between, of which Tencent also has a stake in Epic and Fortnite, which... I wouldn't buy it just on that. But it is what it is, right? So taking a look at the markets, we are having a bit of resurgence after a very gloomy month of May with trade war news dominating the headlines. So far in June, we're having the Fed's going to lower interest rates. Isn't it funny how the different months have different stories? Next month, it may be high oil or maybe cheap oil. Maybe the strong dollar. It may be the weak dollar. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. Find me online at robblackshow.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial, money investing, and more. Oh, there's a Charles Schwab survey that's a little upsetting on some levels. Talked about how millennials and Generation Z are spending more than they can really afford because they want to keep up with their friends on social media. That's not good. That's when you're a dad and you say, let's move to the mountains, kids. And now you're saying, that's not good. And I agree. You shouldn't move to the mountains, but you don't really want your kids saying, Dad, I need a new iPad. How old are you? Six? I didn't have an iPad. I never had an iPad. But, uh, yeah. Prevailing sentiment is that you know, they want to spend big on, on urges. So it's kind of fascinating. A lot of the younger people that I know really do have some great experiences. They go to Thailand, they go to raves, you know, uh, they go to New York, they, 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 they live large while they can. And they want that flexibility in their workforce as well, which is pretty interesting to me. So they want more time off. 
I told you that I gave, I gave speeches, and one of the speeches that I gave was shockingly uh, eye-opening for me. That I was talking to the HR group before I gave a speech, and they go, we've got all these great benefits, but legally we're not allowed to talk to our employees about them, but we can have outside people like you come in and talk to them. And uh, I was like, whoa, look at some of these benefits. You know, there's a cash fund. There's a cash match in 401k. All good stuff. Um, but then they're like, they want sushi like they get at Apple and Google. And I'm like, spoiled brats want sushi? I'll take the 6% free cash. Or the 9% is actually what it worked out to. And uh, long story short, they want the sushi. Right? Just throwing it out there. Right. Um, a lot of cannabis legalization steps have been made recently. And Wall Street is paying attention to it. So there's a lot more talk about some of the marijuana stocks. And we're starting to talk more and more regularly about CBD oil, the non-intoxicating cannabis ingredient that Congress decriminalized in December. Companies like CV Sciences, ticker symbol CVSI, joined more than 100 witnesses in urging the agency to mark a path for vendors to sell CBD foods and over-the-counter products without running afoul of FDA rules. There's some really weird ones like Cresco Labs. When you have five letters in your ticker symbol, it worries me. But adding recreational volumes to existing sales of medical cannabis, you can see that it's a pretty big market. The passing of adult-use retail sales in Illinois could serve as a catalyst for other states. I have a friend who did the CBD oil on his joints, and I, which is kind of funny that I use the word joints, right? So he rubbed CBD oil onto his knees in some sort of pain cream or pain ointment. I don't even know. And he said the results were amazing. He used to, ice, he used to use Icy Hot. Now he uses CBD oil. Uh, a lot of companies like Coca-Cola are looking at... You know, making sleepy time soda or trying to figure out all the ways around it. No, uh, it's out there. There's a business that never seems to go away. My boys want a basketball hoop. And I said, okay, you can get a basketball hoop if you throw away three things in the garage. And man, you would have thought I was pulling teeth. Because they're not hoarders, but they don't like getting rid of stuff. So which I think it kind of means they're hoarders. So garbage and the need to get rid of it is not going to go away anytime soon. Uh, no matter how bad the trade war gets with China, we still have to get garbage out of our house um think about fast food restaurants how much exposure does fat does mcdonald's really have to china that's a question but waste management ticker symbol wm it's up 25 percent this year dow jones industrial average is up six percent now waste management has delivered each year in the last five years 23 percent average return that's better than the Dow Jones Industrial Average, 11%. You've seen waste management trucks. You've seen the facilities. There was a point in time where we used to go recycle our, our cans and our bottles, and now they're just like, hey, we'll do the recycling for you, and we'll charge you for picking it up, and we'll make the money on the recycling. There's another trash company called Republic Services. Their year-to-date and five-year average annual returns, their five-year average annual is 22% each year for the last five years. Not too shabby. They're up 18% for the year. So one man's trash is another man's treasure. Should you put it in your portfolio? I don't know. I don't know what's in your portfolio. That's why I can't say if you should put it in your portfolio. Would I consider it for my portfolio? Sure. Um, there's another trash company called Waste Connections that I don't know very well, but their numbers are just as good. So 23% average annual returns each year for the last five years. 27% up this year. Nothing China can do is going to change that. China can say, oh, we've... We're going to send company to America to haul trash. Nope, not going to happen. And me and uh, the producer, Zach, 
get together and say, hey, well, let's start a new business and let's, let's haul people's trash. It's not that easy because you have to get city contracts and, and uh, municipal contracts and state contracts. And let's just put it this way. No one wants a dump built in their city. So we have to find cities that are in need of money that we buy our way in. It's tough. It's tough business to crack into is what I'm trying to get at. Uh, do I look at these stocks as automatic winners for this year? No. I look at them as good winners over 5, 10, 15, 20 years because I don't have any other option. If the kids want a basketball hoop, I got to throw away a glass table. I got to throw away a card table and maybe some plastic chairs that just didn't age terribly well. You know, when you're having a party at your house, you're like, oh, let's go to the store and get some chairs so people can sit down outside. Sometimes those things don't age terribly well. So one man's trash is another man's treasure. They're expensive stocks. But that's because Wall Street knows that waste hauling is economically sensitive in the sense that when the economy dips, people may consume less, generating less garbage. But the total amount of waste is linked more closely with the number of people in a community rather than the economic ripple effects from trade wars in China and the United States. Uh, waste management has sought to make it sure its business is where the people are, investing in cities with population growth. So not stupid companies. Just throwing it out there for you. The trash man cometh. Salesforce.com. Um, interesting publicly traded company. I love the CEO. I think he's good for San Francisco. He's a native San Franciscan. Mark Benioff. Uh, more businesses are moving business applications online to save money. They're up about five bucks today, sitting at 155. The all time high, which could be a marijuana song. From an all-time high is 167. So they're not down a lot from their all-time high. It's an expensive stock, and people like it. It's a lot like, are you ready to sell your Apple? Are you ready to sell your Facebook? Are you ready to sell your Netflix? Or you think it's got one more leg up? Salesforce is at an all-time high. It's worthy of note. Let's see what we got here. Is that an all-time high? Is that like a Roberta Flack song? I know you're saying Roberta Flack. That's some knowledge from the 1970s. That's what the analysts are saying today about Salesforce.com and their quarter from last night. Yeah. Uh, is that a rubber flack? Oh, Rita Coolidge. Oh, you guys don't know this, but I've got a, someone talking in my ear. And it's not a spider that crawled in there and planted seeds in my brain. Analysts aren't saying much about it. Huh. One analyst raises a price target from 195 to 200 based on enterprise value to revenue ratio of just over eight times. When you look at a Salesforce.com, when an analyst is starting to throw out numbers like enterprise value to revenue ratio, that's kind of a, a outlier as far as statistic. It, it's not one. It's it's not price earnings. It's not price to sales. When you're starting to talk enterprise value to revenue, you're kind of stretching. So it's expensive. It's probably a company that could burn you on the downside if, like Mark Benioff, were to die, or if. Amazon were to get serious on competition and say we're going to slash prices. Stock's currently trading slightly above its historical enterprise value to revenue ratio. See, it's a tough one to, to like analyze. But Oppenheimer is saying it's got 20% plus organic revenue growth and near, in near and medium terms. Uh, lends support to their thesis that Salesforce can continue producing steady share gains, durable growth, and increasing cash flow, even in a slowing economy. So stock's up. Stock's up today after nice earnings last night. Terrible CRM. And what I was trying to say about Mark Benioff, he's done a really, really good job of being a CEO who tries to help the community that he lives in and works in, whether it be the homeless people or uh, wildfire victims where their houses burned down. Good guy. Smart guy. I don't like his shoes. 
You can find me online at robblackshow.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Hello, hello. If you own shares of GameStop, you might want to stay in buildings that are only two stories high when I throw out this next news. You've been warned. Stock's down 36% today. It's weighing in on the retail sector sector after it's eliminating its dividend. So GameStop, where you can go in and say, hey, my kids want one of those Nintendo Switches. What's it all about? And they'll go, I'll tell you what it's all about. It's all about, it, it, it's a handheld experience that is like, and so they'll, they'll geek out on you. I tend to think that people who work at GameStop, again, here's just a huge fallacy of me. I make blanket statements. This is radio. And if you don't make blanket statements, you get too too much caught in the granularity of, of conversations. But I, I kind of feel like every employee at GameStop has to be a nerd. And it's kind of like nerd heaven of people who play video games. Now, I like playing video games. I think it's I grew up with video games, and it's, it's something that relaxes me a lot more than a cigar or watching sports. <laughs> Basketball. I, I don't give a poop about basketball until I'm on the team, right? So GameStop's basically done. They are a victim of Amazon. They are a victim of the internet. Now you can download games pretty darn easily. Going on a road trip, you want to keep your kids quiet in the back seat? Download a game. You don't have to go to the store anymore. So I'm not going to say price target zero, but it feels a lot like a Radio Shack where you've been Amazoned. Google and Facebook are rolling back over after yesterday's balance after as antitrust concerns linger. That's going to be a story this summer. So we got that. Skyworks at leading chip stocks lower today after the Huawei ban. They're one of those semiconductor companies that have exposure to Huawei. When the trade war softens, when the rhetoric is put aside, that's a stock that could have really a, quite a big move. Stock market picked up where it left off yesterday based on the fear, not the fears, excuse me, based on the idea that the Fed's going to help us out and lower interest rates. Now, the Nasdaq's lower and the Dow's higher and the S&P 500's lower. So there's a little bit of a rollover. So Bernie Sanders, uh, he, I try to be funny at times, and I, I, I know that's not appropriate because you may really like Bernie Sanders, but he's going out of his way right now to demonize Walmart. And I get it. Trust me, I get it. Um, we live in a world of trying to get votes. And Democrats right now are in the position of campaigning earlier than Republicans. The president is a Republican, and in theory, he is campaigning by showing you his agenda. So Democrats have to get out there and, and robble. And uh, Senator Bernie Sanders, he stopped by Bentonville, Arkansas, Walmart headquarters, and basically called them kind of an evil company. In a statement, he said, the greed at Walmart and throughout corporate America is destroying the social and economic fabric of America, and it needs to stop. Now, in my head, it probably sounds like this. The greed of Walmart and corporate America is destroying the social and economic fabric of America. It's too barky. Now, that's good. That's good content. I like that. Michael Douglas and Wall Street. That movie did not age well. His cell phone is about the size of a size 14 foot. So... Bernie Sanders says the American people are very tired of grotesque levels of income inequality. You have a situation where the CEO of Walmart makes a thousand times more than the average worker. I hate comparisons like that. I think they are cheap shots. I think it's data that is cheap. Um, and it's, it's manipulative. Yes, CEOs make a lot of money. Mama, don't let your kids grow up cowboys. Another horrible song that was so bad, it was actually good. So... 
He's the most vocal candidate taking shots at CEOs right now. He's the only presidential contender with a close eye on the largest employer in the United States. And some people would say Walmart's a good thing for people because they've lowered prices for everyday goods that mom and pops wouldn't do. But he's saying, let's focus on that CEO. The larger goal is to raise wages for everyone. That is altruistic. So when you start raising wages, you start creating inflation. So you don't want to raise them too much. And should an employee who's 16 years old, got pimples all over his face, should he be paid close to a CEO? Or does he have time to figure it out through college and other avenues to do what he has to do? Now, I'm probably sounding like a corporate pig. I get it. But I corporations are technically defined by the IRS as people, living people. And I ask you, with your money, let's say you've got for lack of a better phrase, someone who speaks Spanish and only Spanish who mows your yard. Why don't you pay him more? Well, I think I'm doing him a favor. I'm letting him mow my yard. I could do it myself, but I don't want to, right? Or how about the people who pick fruit? It's a very complicated question in the United States on wage and income. And I'll tell you who cares, Generation Y and the Millennials, Generation Z. Um, And they're going to be the voters, and their revenues are growing. Their disposable income is, is, is something we pay attention to. They have the chance to change Walmart by not shopping at Walmart. But will they, will they shop at Walmart and get the lower prices? Or will they go the Amazon route? And then look at how much wealth that's created for the CEO of Amazon, right? It is a sticky, sticky question. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial, money, investing, more. Find me online at Rob Black Show. I'll update some YouTube videos today at Rob Black Show channel. I'm Rob Black. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.